the Halloween store. Chapter 6 Star had been helping girls in the dressing room for most of the day, guarding the black curtain room from various aged boys and men from peeking in. Later, after John, Megan, and Sasha left, she found some time to put a few masks away. Looking at the wall of grotesque zombie masks with green and red flesh pimples, deformed teeth, and cold silver metallic skull masks, the mask that seemed to stand out to her was an orange-brown werewolf mask. It always seemed to be looking her way, grinning with its numerous somewhat broken and, and sharp teeth. It wasn't the teeth that gave her waves of fear, it was its eyes. Within its dark pupils were orange spirals. The dark orbs seemed to turn and twist, begging you to stare into them so it could jump right at you and rip your throat out. She always seemed to try to avoid looking at it and, and, and look straight ahead. She swore that all the masks were facing forward just a few seconds ago. Before she turned her back and bent over to pick it up, she turned her head. All of the masks were now looking directly at her rear. She swore a brown, happy mask was the fourth row up. Now it seemed to move just down below her waist next to her rear. It had all its it had its goofy, lusty smile on display. She jumped around to her feet immediately immediately, even though she felt silly for doing it. She faced the masks once again. Her head was playing tricks on her, she thought. She was alone on the main floor. Alan and Alan had been taking out the garbage in the back of the store. He stretched her arms and body, or she stretched her arms and body towards one of the top shelves, then felt a nibble on her stomach. She quickly came back down with the costume bag over, over her stomach. She couldn't quite process what was tickling or nibbling it. Now the clown mask was looking up at her. Spooked and sensing something was wrong with the wall of masks, she turned and started to walk forward. Immediately, a red pimply rubber-like hand held the back of her head in place, pulling her hair. As Star was about to scream, another rubber hand and arm shot around her mouth. More arms wrapped around her waist and legs, holding her in place. There was a giggle and a growl. Alan was walk, was talking. Alan was taking the freight elevator down in the backroom garage. He heaved the heavy garbage bag over his shoulder and into the bin. He thought he heard something scream, but maybe it was the car outside. He moseyed on over to the metal, musty great elevator and hit the green button. The elevator slowly raised. Star was quickly becoming a star on the wall of masks. The hands had unimaginable strength as they moved her twelve feet against uh, against the wall upwards. She wiggled in place, struggling to be free of the hold. She was jerked and left and right as more giggling was heard. Underneath all the sick laughter, she heard a snarl and roar. 
that was what made her quiver the most. Various disembodied hands moved her around by the waist, legs, and hair. Her screams were muffled as the, mu as the moving rubber masks and arms seemed to fondle her breasts, ass, and legs. She was suddenly spun around in circles, dropped upside down with her legs spread open in a Y, exposing her white panties and skirt down over her waist. Alan felt the inexplicable need to whistle as the huge metal elevator ascended halfway to the walking platform. Half of Star's clothes were now torn off, somewhat scraped and bloodied. Some of the ghoul and zombie masks bit into her shoulder and legs. A vampire mask bit deep into her neck. After sucking for about ten seconds, Star was dropped on, down onto the floor. She was now very weak after being drained of so much blood. She held her wounded neck as she got to her knees. She heard a, a growl, turned her, and turned her head to see if the werewolf mask was, with its orange spiral eyes, spinning, almost hypnotizing her. The alive mask barked and then sprang at her. Her mouth was wide open in shock. She screamed. Screaming like laughter shot out from Megan and Laura. John and Andre were laughing pretty loud, but it was all in good fun. John had, John had Im, imitated Alan's voice and arm wave pretty well. Laura handed John a glass of Guinness. Thank you. You didn't have to buy me a drink, he replied, grinning. Ah, shut up and drink, she replied. Alan finally walked through the back doors. He exhaled exhaled as if he'd just ran a sprint. He walked past the boxes and into the back of the main store lobby, which was just past the hallway of mirrors. As he walked into the main lobby, he was absolutely horrified. A single bag costume was about five feet from the wall of masks. How could Star be so careless? He thought to himself. Besides the small crime, the store looked him looked immaculate. All of the masks faced front as usual. They were almost perfectly spaced apart, none out of place or lopsided. She had really done a fantastic job, he thought. Maybe she had to maybe she had to run off immediately after her closing duty. If so, she still was supposed to tell him. It was the protocol. Did she really leave? Uh, star? Alan looked around. The store was absolutely perfectly quiet. No sound outside as well. This quietness seemed to give a blood-curdling scream to Alan's subconscious. 